0: Your completed, properly formatted, printed script must be received by February 16th, 5 p.m. Although it won't be apparent to the listener, we tend to, to do these podcasts in bunches. We do, we get together and we do several at a time. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, this time we're doing three, which is about a comfortable number to do. But this time they're all animal related, so there's kind of a grouping to them. And the, you're, you're frowning. Okay. Are we talking about the dog? Yes. <laughs> so the okay. first one, the first one is going to be the dog dog related one right. of the, these three movies uh and the movie we're going to do is called please stand by and as usual with these movies you sort of tell me here's a bunch of movies i want to do and i say what are they and this one you said something 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 star trek something 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 yeah and all i heard was the word star trek so what i had in my mind insofar as i had anything was galaxy quest yes i don't mean i thought it was going to be that but that's the best guess
1: i had about just as an aside i wrote galaxy quest when I was at college, I wrote a script, which yes. was basically Galaxy Quest, but a little bit of Space Cowboys.
0: Okay. And Which it, is the Clint Eastwood movie?
1: Yeah. With Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah, except I had Charles Bronson. Cool. Um, and the idea was is that you know these old actors go up into space and they find it a lot cheaper to shoot science fiction in space. and did a whole script of that, and a lot of it was in Galaxy Quest. I was so annoyed when Galaxy Quest came out four years later, and I thought, did someone read it? Anyway, but you didn't send it off to Hollywood, did you? Oh no, you? no one saw it. No, no, it was
0: just uh, one of life's hideous coincidences. But hang on, but Galaxy—we're on a huge detail here. But Galaxy <laughs> Quest. <laughs> this has gone well. <laughs>
1: real aliens. Absolutely. Right,
0: yeah you, your script sounds like it didn't.
1: No, it did. Oh, um, the did idea is that these aliens turn up, and these actors are the only ones up there to stop them.
0: Oh, so they're—they meet the actors in orbit. Yeah. Yeah. So it sort of took place. Above but they're the actors
1: Earth. who are of a vintage like Clint Eastwood, like Charles Bronson. Who are convinced they really are tough guys, even though they're in their 80s, Yeah. Um, who still want to give this a go, and uh, it goes horribly wrong. the, what the, was the title on down of it. your film? I can't remember. I'll ask Mark. He might remember. Yeah. Mm.
0: Because he's more likely to remember your film. Did he co-write it with you? No, not that yeah. one. No. Anyway. So anyway, uh, that's when <laughs> you said we're going to watch. Please stand by. It's something about Star Trek. I thought that's all I absorbed.
1: So, well, look, when I first read the synopsis for this film, that's all I saw. And I'm not entirely sure what made me want to watch it, but I'm glad. to have a you, you're, you're a huge Star Trek fan. Not really. OK. No, I like the films. They're all right. Um,
0: so this naturally brings us to the question that I've been itching to ask. You watch all kinds of movies, mm-hmm. You're uh, mostly pretty weird movies. This struck me as rather mainstream for your tastes. But more importantly, I just wanted to ask, how do you find what movies to watch? I watch anything. I know, but what do I mean, do you, did you look in newspapers when they're on at the cinema? Do you uh, scan online? Do you go through DVD? I mean, back in the day, you'd been hunting through VHSs in a shop, right?
1: Yeah. Um, in this instance, I think it was a question of I just couldn't find anything else to watch. To what, to paint the picture. We've got you a plane? On, are you <laughs> plane. Okay, we'll stop talking then. that's fine. We can carry on talking as long as we're aware that there is a plane. So you're what, sitting at home on your computer streaming stuff? No, not in this case. This was going through uh, a list on IMDb using keywords. And I don't know what among the keywords This is came how up. you find stuff to watch. Sometimes, yeah. IMDb keywords are fascinating. So it's a you, whole the, world. things like lesbian candles. You can. No, um, what do you, what do I mean, you what look for? What do we you recently for? found a blog which lists all kinds of films, and we found films on there that were fantastic, these 80s films we'd never heard of. And then we found out that the whole blog is an incest in film blog. Incest? Okay, well, and you didn't, this wasn't obvious from the list of films? Not terribly. Because it's I mean it's very it's like, you know, a guy just gives his daughter a wink or something like that, or you know, a brother and sister are quite close. This guy has are in the same shop. There's not a lot of incest out there, so he's had to diversify. Dig down <laughs> to, deep. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one I think would have come up with a piano link because at the time I was looking for honestly to film the
0: piano or, no, 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 or films no.
1: about pianos? Films with pianos. Why? Because I was <laughs> typing in random musical instruments. Why? To find films I haven't seen. Guess, oh this sure. is like it's like casting the ching it's like yeah. any kind of random process you know um you get those story dice i don't know if you've seen those
0: i this is what i'm getting at just yeah. constructed you just construct things the dice, random um, and
1: yeah. it's I, I, I don't know what they're for but i've seen illustrators use them uh jonas for example who we met in sweden he does this quite a lot on instagram you roll the dice dice it gives you four little pictures and you have to draw a little picture yeah. using all four of those elements uh same goes for films i like to type in strange collections of words into IMDb and see what turns up and in this instance piano led me uh, Presumably with science fiction because science fiction and piano rarely go together That's
0: well, okay. Science fiction and piano did go together in this case. Yeah, and so <laughs> when it this movie appeared Did you had you ever heard of it?
1: No, and I had
0: not heard of the actress um, oh, I, Dakota Fanning no, surely. Yeah, no, I hadn't. Oh, well, that's weird I've seen a lot of
1: horror movies and she was in a bunch of those You yeah, or... know well, I like I said this is the first film I saw her and I thought she was incredible um, when, and when did you see this film? two years ago it's not been out long it's yeah well Dakota out, Fanning's please. been
0: around for ages because she was a, a child actor uh, I think she might have been in a was she in the War of the Worlds? anyway she's been if she's been doing modern horror then stuff. I won't have
1: seen it because I don't really know. no no
0: but I mean horror. that's far from the only thing I think that's where I first saw her was a, as a kid in a horror movie but she's been in loads of stuff for many years uh, so it's odd that you hadn't heard of her the woman who plays Scotty is a very familiar Tony face Tony Clare yes yeah I know her yeah Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing is the guy who plays her son in this movie looks a lot like her. I thought he might actually be her son. He's very well cast. OK, but just to back up a bit. <laughs> so I sit down in this movie with no idea what to expect.
1: Have you I, said what it's called yet?
0: It's called Please Stand Please By. Please Stand By. And the first thing I, I register is that it's based on a play, which is a stage play, which is great. I didn't know that. Because it's... Um, I, I'm running loads of stage plays, so I'm always interested in stage plays and also uh, how they translate into film. I don't know how they did this one because it's basically a road movie. <laughs> so yeah. on stage it would must have been a bit, a bit bit interesting. Um I think was it I would assume it was probably a one woman show, was it? Well you see that would make sense if yeah. it was sort of invented uh, on uh, on stage as a monologue or whatever, you could I do all that kinds would of work. things. Well we should really do a bit more we should a bit <laughs> more research. We should really do some research. Let's worry about but the film. <laughs> it's Okay, it's the story of this young woman who is, I guess you'd say that she's Asperger's, something like that. Uh, She's got some serious issues, so much so that she's living in a kind of hospice. Uh, And she's obsessed with Star Trek, which is where Star Trek comes into it. And the engine of this movie is that she's writing a script, a movie script for a Star Trek movie for a competition at Paramount Pictures. And that's sort of the um, MacGuffin in this film but what it's really about is hoping that she will rebuild her relationship with her sister her mother's dead her only other living family is her sister who has a child of her own Uh, and because our heroine Dakota Fanning I think she's called Wendy uh, she she has these episodes of uncontrolled rage tantrums she calls them And her sister feels that she may not be quite safe with the baby. So this is sort of the sort of tension that's underlying the fact that they're not living together and that her sister's been sort of institutionalized. But it's not a horrible institution. It's this nice big house in what I thought was San Francisco, but I I think it's referred to as Oakland Uh, in the course of the movie. No, no, it's all California, isn't it? it? Because they 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 go south to to LA, which isn't too far away. American geography is not high on my list of. Well, something else you need to research. Um, so, what I was saying is that she lives in this nice old house with a bunch of other people who are also sort of semi institutionalized. And running the place is Scotty, this woman Tony Collette, which is a hilarious name because our heroine is a Star Trek obsessive.
1: Well, I'm not sure if she just calls her Scotty. I, I some calls her call Scotty her. They the do calls her Scotty? do. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think she's well, called
0: Scotty. So it's works. a nice coincidence. Um, i wanted to ask is please stand by a star trek catchphrase i have no idea well uh, not that i know of. i don't think it is no so i don't quite understand because the reason it's called please stand by is that's sort of her when she starts to freak out our heroine starts to freak out that's the phrase that they say to her and she says to herself please stand by please stand by yeah to, to calm herself um but it doesn't have any star trek resonance as far as we know
1: no i can't think of what it relates to unless it's for example standby mode where you will it tell me about
0: computers yeah because often people think of themselves like computers especially if they're on the spectrum
1: we're probably way off the way off the Uh, track here but we'll find out one day i'm sure yeah so what you like this movie what do you like about it well once again it taps into that idea of the outsider wanting to be part of the inside Yeah. (laughs) um but also i honestly i did not know what the film was about so when i sat down to watch it it was a question of i i just became fascinated by her and her what she wanted to do and you think to yourself, okay well she wants to write this script and then you get to that point where she's realized the script isn't going to get there on time then you get the road movie and then you just become so invested with her oh i did yeah yeah um and you just want her to get that script there, and there, there is a horrible moment in this film. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a couple long couple <laughs> long way. So, so the, as I said before, yeah, we need the, to slow back a bit. <laughs> the, no, the
0: plot engine is she wants to write. She's actually finished this script for this competition. And like, she's so invested. Like, like in her obsessive world, she's this is really really important. But there is a there's a concrete reason for this because she, her sister, is selling the family home. Yeah, uh, and. Our heroine knows that if she can win this competition, get $100,000, she can give it to her sister. Her sister won't have to sell the family home. And Wendy, who doesn't like change and wants her family back together, although she wouldn't say so because she's not very good with emotions, is desperate to do that. So, writing the Star Trek script is the fruits of her obsession, but also there's this kind of um, valid emotional reason for her to want to do it that we can all warm to. And this is revealed. Her sister finally comes to visit her. Her sister hasn't been seeing a lot of her. She comes to the halfway house, the hospice, to visit her. And Wendy reveals that she's writing the Star Trek script uh, and that, that it might be their salvation. But in the course of this, I think I think what happens is her sister's reluctant to let her see Ruby, who's the baby. And so Wendy has this major freak out. This is an important plot point. She And she has such a tantrum that she has to go back to her room and her sister kind of flees. And when finally she comes when Wendy comes out of the tantrum, she realizes that she's missed her chance to post the script to get there in time. Yeah. Cause she gets up, she realizes tomorrow's Sunday. So there's no post. Monday's a holiday. Tuesday, February the 16th. The day's <laughs> burned into my memory after this film it, <laughs> at 5 PM at Paramount studios. Yeah. Paramount is the, if it's not there by 5 PM Tuesday, she's blown out. So if she figures the only way to do this is to get up on a bus, that's the only thing she knows because she does have a job. She has a job at Cinnabon, which I think yeah. is a real place. They are, yeah. It's a real place that sells cinnamon buns.
1: You'll be very familiar with Cinnabon if you watch Better Call Saul.
0: Well, I haven't seen that yet, but yeah. I've sort of walked through American airports where I think I might have walked past one of these. It's very buses.
1: nice. Well, I'm sure I'm sure it is.
0: But she, she works <laughs> there. Well, the point of that is she is independent enough to get a bus to work. Yeah. But she hasn't really gone out the outside world much more than that.
1: Well, she has strict instructions not to cross a certain street. A busy
0: road, which yeah. sort of demarcates her little neighbourhood and then the rest of the big wide world.
1: But what I also like is prior to this, um, you get to see her at work and she's actually interacting with people she works with. And while they're no, they don't pick on her as such, but they find her fascinating and she does get involved and she wins money through her Star Trek trivia with them. This is a great scene because it serves a plot point. She needs, she's going to need a little bundle of cash for her
0: road trip. And also it sets up how much she knows about Star Trek. And so this guy at work has, has sort of pitted her against a couple of Star Trek nerds for money. Uh, and they're betting that, that they can ask a question that she can not answer. And she does, she, she answers all the questions and she has this bankroll. So when she decides she de- t- is going to take off and go to LA with, to deliver the script in person, because that's the only way she can get it there. Now she basically runs away from the, halfway house, the hospice, without telling anyone. There's a high wind in the background. Do you want, is, that, is. is
1: that going to read? T- it's getting louder all the time. We're actually in the middle of a, a sort of a small... I think this is the remains of the typhoon that just hit overseas. Well, let me close one window. And see yeah, let's it. give that a go. Um, So what were we saying just before that? We were talking about... She was crotch She wasn't allowed to cross the road. Yeah. Um, she just got all this money and she's decided to head off to the studios and basically drop this script off in person.
0: The only way she can make the deadline is to take the script in person to LA. If she was a little more
1: au fait with the world she'd know there's things like couriers and you know this but anyway she. Well actually I think the film is set earlier. I think it's about 10 years ago. It's recent future, Tropics because you've got an iPod, but I believe, I don't know iPods, but I believe it's quite an old iPod. And I think the idea is that this was when Star Trek was still on air, so Enterprise was probably on air. So I think it's actually set earlier, which is why she hasn't got a mobile phone. Um, and but her sister's got a mobile phone. She's... Got a, a clunky one. See, I, I haven't quite figured out when the but, film. No imagine if you were American and knew American culture and you could see American crap everywhere, you'd know if it was to set our in the past
0: It's not set that long ago at is all. Is it not?
1: But Even do, if do, do they implicitly say when it's? It set would there? have to be set a long time ago, to be before the time of couriers. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is that couriers back then were very expensive. Couriers now. You've got budget couriers. But if you were to still send something by UPS, you're still looking at $30, 40 to send it. Yeah. You've got to book it. They've got to come and collect it. I it's a bank holiday weekend. Sunday, she, Monday, they're not going to come. She wouldn't even have thought in those terms. But anyway. That, you're not going to get a courier on a Sunday or a Monday, a bank holiday Monday. Well, a spirited defense <laughs> of her bus approach. So she hits
0: the road. And this is, well, this is where my the heartbreak and the, the incredible emotional investment begins. Mm. Because as soon as she leaves the hospice, uh, we will call it the halfway house, she heads out the front door and immediately she has this little dog called Peter. I think so, yeah. Petey, Petey. Petey. Uh, Pete, uh, yeah. And the dog pursues her and she says, Pete, go back. And of course she thinks, oh, you can't send the dog back. he have got to cross the road by himself. Anyway, she thank God she ends up taking the dog who's tiny and putting the dog in her shoulder bag and taking the dog with her. But I was already terribly worried about her fate (laughs) this poor innocent girl sing her teenage girl and then when she's got the dog as well i just thought oh my god what's going to happen to these two and there's a lot of like she does eventually she doesn't find it easy to get the right bus because she's only ever got one bus before so she's trying to catch the downtown bus to los angeles finally somebody tells her she has to go to the coach station she gets the on the she finally gets a ticket and then she sees that you're not supposed to have pets on the bus and she sneaks on with Pete, and this all works pretty well up to the point where Pete has to take a pee, tries to take a pee on the bus, and they get booted off.
1: And this is what bothers me, is that I find it hard to believe that you would just dump someone in the middle of a desert. I didn't find bus. any
0: problem <laughs> <laughs> believing that at all. Really? Is you, that, I don't you know. had a
1: lot, a lot of trouble with the couriers, uh, but, but I, I don't have any trouble with this at all. I think once the dog's pissed on the bus, the piss is there, you know. Chucking someone off doesn't make that. Oh, well, I thought I thought it was worse. a horrible
0: thing to do, but I thought it made absolute sense. But in terms of horrible things to do, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> to what happens? Because she meets this really nice girl with a little baby. Yeah. And they, they strike up a conversation, and the girl says, "Oh, uh, my boyfriend can give you a lift to L.A." And you think, "Oh, thank God!" And then, but instead of giving her a lift, they actually rob her. They steal all her money and her iPod, and they they dump her. And then I just and at that point, I really I was having fantasies of shooting these people who are being so horrible. Not the woman, but the guy, the boyfriend, yeah. taking
1: them out in the desert and shoot because it's so horrible. They just It's I when felt, she screams for her USB flash drive. Um no what she screams for is her notebook. Oh sorry the notebook sorry, yes. Um, um and yeah, because just, she has
0: a note the notebook which has all these uh all these rules to live by and all these little tips about she writes things in it that are helpful to her later on like um the, the toilets and buses
1: never work <laughs> but i think it's also something that resonates with anyone that's ever wanted to be a writer and has one of those notebooks with them with all their notes in it if you're robbed that's worthless to anyone robbing you but you know fine take the wallet take the phone whatever but just please leave me anyway, my notes i
0: do have a notebook like that. a moleskin notebook as it happens which i would feel exactly that way about but in fairness who knows? she doesn't seem to have written any any writing notes in this at all they're mostly rules to live by rules to live yeah. by there's this hilarious one about the, the what time the bus leaves and she's written it down for every day and every day it's the same <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's, it's just it speaks to a literal mind anyway so she's abandoned she's robbed thank god pete's still all right and she's then, still got
1: a little bit of money from somewhere I, she's I, got she's got coins yeah
0: oh, and then this ter- terrible thing happens she has enough coins to buy this bag of candy uh, mini chocolate bars and she goes up to the counter and she says how much is this bag she, she speaks in this rather robotic way how much is this bag of mini chocolate bars the guy says oh well there's 18 bars and they're a dollar each and he's just this monstrously ripping off and thank god this woman middle-aged woman steps in elderly woman actually steps in and, and gives this guy a, a hell of a dressing down and because and, it's only three it's only three dollars this, yeah. this evil bastard was gonna rob her and then she gets a ride with this old woman in this She's gone from being a middle-aged woman to being,
1: elderly, to being old in the course of this anecdote. Well, I think it's because everyone else on the coach is old.
0: That That's, yeah, so you do, what happens is this lady helps her out by giving her a lift on this coach she's on, which is an elderly people's coach, taking them to the old folks' home, uh, which is what, why the guy who's driving it is quite elderly and falls asleep at the... At, the wheel and and then (laughs) smash our heroine ends up in hospital and again i was
1: terrified that the dog would be lost exactly so was i and i'm quite surprised at how quickly they reveal the dog because they reveal the dog before they reveal her and it's almost like they know that by this i don't know if the filmmaker was aware of this but by this stage they know that you're thinking god this is just getting worse all the time and then they think okay i'm gonna i'm gonna pull you back here the dog's okay well
0: i i my memory of it is that we see her on a gurney a trolley being wheeled along a hospital corridor and then we see the dog
1: or maybe you're right maybe it's the other way because that
0: would make sense and and the fact is the dog is is the the nurses are making a big fuss of the dog
1: like I say, usually I make notes for these, but this time when we you when were I was swept watching it, this, swept up in it. Swept it was only away. the second time I've seen it, but I, yeah, I was absolutely swept up, and all I did was write down the title, and I just got to the end of the film that's and thought, wow, that's really, that flew really by. helpful. Um, so thank God the dog's safe. She's in the hospital, she's
0: hit her head. Meanwhile, back in <laughs> Oakland, uh, her sister and Scotty, who runs the hospice, are desperately looking forward. They're ringing all the hospitals, and they hit the jackpot because they ring up this hospital and they say, that we're looking for this young woman uh she's blonde five foot something and the, the, the woman at the hospital says yeah we've got three young women who are jane does they're all five foot something they're all blonde <laughs> this is california right he says we've got even got a jane dog meaning that they've got a dog who's unidentified and then she looks at the dog and says oh wait no he's a, it's a john dog and uh, and on the other end of the phone scotty says is he wearing a star trek sweater <laughs> and it turns out because he, he does have this knitted thing and i didn't realize it was star trek but yeah. he is uh he's wearing that so they they are the family then begins to race to rescue her but there's many more complications along the way I, i'm the reason i'm synopsizing
1: here is i don't want to spoil everything in the movie no i mean it's it's the next big thing that hits her that almost ruined me watching this film the <laughs> first time round well yeah there's all these complications the script gets blown away that's I the thing yeah. yeah is where that script just puffs up in the air and I just thought it oh, gets I'm scattered to on. the wind I got that... quite cross with the film actually I, I seem to remember pausing it to make a cup of tea thinking you How are you, Jay- you, yeah. you you made your character She's be running, nice to her running down the staircase <laughs> and she, somebody
0: b- bashes into her and she drops the script and it gets blown to the wind but this doesn't stop her she no. begins to write the missing pages in hand on her on her trek to Los Angeles. Um but I, it has to be said that quite early on we established that the script is four hundred pages long. Yes. So we know the script is not gonna win the competition because you know, it's no professional you can't it can't be a good script at
1: that length. We know it's not gonna read Win the competition, but she believes it will, and that's all that matters. Well, um, you say the that, ending of the film again. We, I mean, I don't know if you want to go spoilers. We don't usually worry about that with the. No, yeah, we we will um, we,
0: we will discuss that when we get to the end. Yeah. But, uh, I. Th- it is important in the sense that if she could win the competition, she'd get the money, and it would save her sister from selling the house. So. But
1: I I was under the impression that her sister's selling the house more because her other half is making her sell the house and move away from. That's true too. Yeah, and her sister that's true too, but so it, it doesn't, doesn't stop like it being an important goal in the movie no absolutely um, so but it's just one more futile thing is that all this effort she's going to it's not going to get her what she wants
0: I think everything we're saying just indicates how much we we care for the character yeah. because we do and now do you know anything about Patton Oswald
1: yes good because I know noticed... the American Toby Jones
0: right because I saw his name at the beginning I thought I know that name I probably read interviews with him and then he turns up she does get to Los Angeles and he turns up as a cop there's this wonderful thing there's an all points bulletin out on this missing girl so these two cops find her and they chase her and they she hides from them in an alley and they know she's in there and the great thing is this cop Frank he's called played by Patton Oswald,
1: starts to talk her to, to coax her out by talking in Klingon <laughs> which is just lovely it is uh, ridiculous uh, but it works and Ridic- you mean it's a ridiculous plot device? Yeah, I think um, they managed to avoid Star Trek to the point where any casual viewer can enjoy the film. And when you hit the point of them speaking Klingon to each other, it brings it back down to Earth that actually this is just a... a, I, a people look down on science fiction generally. People look down on Star Trek even more, especially Star Trek you fans. Sing... And I think what happens here is that mm. the for the uninvested in Star Trek that are viewing the film, they lose any kind of I, compassion I, for this family. I
0: disagree. You're saying that it becomes too specialist at this point. Yeah, I, too I,
1: it's just a bit no, too much. I think the problem is is that it does work because I believe their friendship, and it's probably the first friend she's had uh, when she leaves Frank at the quite police sweet, station. quite touching. They are clearly going to keep in touch, and she does clearly like him, which she's not shown any kind of affection to anyone else up to that point. Even her sister, she's been distant uh, I from. think the
0: Klingon gag works with a general audience, so okay. we'll disagree about that. But can you tell me a little bit more about Pat and Oswald beyond him? Well,
1: I, I call him the American Toby Jones. I, I'm sure Patton Oswald is a nice guy. I don't doubt it. But I'm sick of him. Everything I've watched in the last two years, he's cropped up in. Well, good. I wanted a list of stuff he'd been in, so this well, is perfect. Well, um, I've just finished a rewatch of Parks and Recreation. He turns up in that uh. as a Star Wars fan. Yep. Um, That might be where I've heard of him from. uh, He turned up in the last series of... I don't think you've seen this. They did another series of Veronica Mars.
0: Oh, fantastic. They did a new series on Hulu,
1: and uh, he's in every episode of that. Yep. Um, And other stuff. I mean, just... look for anything i've watched in the last 10 years much like toby jones is in everything for five solid years in the uk but now so finally she's almost at paramount studios she's got the
0: script she's getting there just before (laughs) that when she looks at her watch and it's like she's got five minutes i knew we were kind of in trouble because five minutes is plenty of time and as she walked into the studio and they tell her which building she has to go to to deliver the script and she's walking into the building with time to spare i thought this is too easy there's (laughs) got to be there's got to be another snag as the floor opens up there's a a fantastic snag because there's this shitty guy there who says she can't hand deliver the script and the scripts have to be posted like they have to be arrived by mail so she just cannot hand in her script and then it's wonderful because she's for the first time in the movie, she becomes articulate and she gives this impassioned speech about why he must accept the script, and he falls silent.
1: And you think she's convinced him, and then he calls for security. It's very good. It's very but well. But then added. her way of dealing with that, I well, let's not reveal that. Let's love. let's hold that back. Yeah, yeah let's hold something um, back for the poor viewer who hasn't seen it. It's a it's a nice punch the air moment of yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, on, so you liked this one. I, I can't
0: tell you how caught up, how I got was so furious with those people who robbed her. I was so worried about her and the dog. I, you know, I was utterly, utterly caught up in it.
1: Do you think that's
0: more down to the writing, the director or the performance? The situation is really strong. And as long as you had decent performances, the
1: situation would
0: grip the viewer. But it doesn't hurt that you had a really good
1: cast. <laughs> I, mean, I feel bad that I don't remember the name of the director of this film. However, well, I, I
0: feel bad at, I don't remember the name of the writer, so that's why I'm going to walk across the computer, bring it over, and... It would be good to rico's. give them
1: credit, because what I liked about the way this was shot is that no, there was nothing special. They just let themselves tell a story visually with no fancy gimmicks, baubles, anything else. The only thing I think maybe they could have done without were the fantasy sequences where she's in the space suit on a planet surface, which I suspect may have been added after filming... Uh, chucked in as little extra bits
0: because they felt that they had to do something a bit more
1: yeah it, I, they could have done without them and I would hope that it came from extra budget at the end rather than the actual budget because it's a uh, uh, needless with...
0: expense uh, sorry if people are hearing computer noises and you will be it's because I'm going to something called you won't have heard of this the internet movie database it's very obscure only <laughs> Matt and I really know about it I'm typing in please stand by but it's worth doing this because I want to get the name of the guy who wrote the play and the screenplay because it's the same person. Right, please stand by, 27... Wow, this is so recent. Yeah, it's I don't really new I, And it's really nice. Oh, the poster's great. It's a close-up of her face with her hand in front of it doing the the, the Klingon salute, yeah. is that what it's called? Vulcan. Vulcan. That's Sorry, the, the Klingons are that. But that's good. It speaks yeah. to me not being a trackie, so that's that's not a bad thing to you establish. About much
1: about that as you do about Doctor Who.
0: Right, so it's directed by <laughs> Ben Lewin... Yet, you know, folks, that it, I was just thinking today, how I've been at conventions, and they've asked me questions I just haven't known. Ben Lewin, okay, so the, the director's Ben Lewin, and looking at it, uh, a lot of TV credits.
1: Uh, I got the impression from this that it might have been crowdfunded.
0: Oh, he's uh, he's worked mostly in Australia, okay. which is interesting. I uh, might explain, isn't
1: Tony Collette Australian?
0: uh well i didn't Why know that either her involvement. so oh okay so that's, i'm looking at his writing i hate it when i do that so did he i'm just Oh, he's worked on ali mcbeal so that's, Christ, interesting. that's a long time ago uh and please stand by the catcher was a spy falling for, i haven't heard of those other movies the catcher was a spy falling for figaro but this was a very good movie and and the writer the writer is called michael Golomko, G O L A M C O Golamco, Golomka, and it's based on his stage play. And I'm just seeing what else he might have done. De-de-de-de-de. So, his writer credits, oh, that's interesting. Um, so, he has done The Achievers, whatever that is. Grim, oh, Grim! That's the TV s- series about um, Grimm's fairy tales. It's sort of a, a dark crime fantasy. I've got that. Here's, I'm still going to see if I've. <laughs> Well, that's really cool I've got Grimm's season one right here so that's terrific to know that because I quite like this series and so he's so I'm just checking what he did with this he's an executive story editor which means he's one of the sort of uh, creators the yeah. creative team the writers room so to speak so that's great uh, wow um, and hmm.
1: this is great audio
0: well no the, <laughs> the, the odd thing is uh, looking for his writer credits this does seem to be the only film. There's one something called "Always Be My Maybe," uh, and that is also a movie, but it doesn't seem to have. Had, well, but mind you, this is 2017.
1: I, you've got to allow five years for any film to be made. So anything he's done will have been delayed another year anyway. So we're probably not going to hear from him for about another two years. No, but
0: I'm, I'm so pleased that we looked him up because the Grim connection. I'm, I'm going to go watch some more Grim now. <laughs> anyway, terrific writer. Do do we want any more credits? Just from. We're fine with that. Oh, so the main thing is to say we might as well talk about what happens. Is it's a nice ending because there's no way she could win that prize. No, not with a 400-page script. But she gets a really nice rejection letter, and and it's not obviously not a form rejection letter because they sort of say stay in touch. Yes. And as a writer who's been through that mill, it that that really is a thing when they they don't want don't want the script you've written, but they think you're sufficiently good that they do want to establish some kind of um, link with you and, and uh, leave the door open for the future. And that's what they do with her, which I think is the perfect balance,
1: because it would be too implausible for her to win, too heartbreaking for her to lose completely. She's got the recognition for it, which I think she seems happy with as well at the end. Well, no, the important thing to
0: her is that, that she and her sister get back together and her sister lets her hold the baby.
1: <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's... A very satisfying ending. Had it, I mean, God, could you imagine if this had gone through a test screening anywhere and a studio had been involved? You know exactly what would have happened: is that she'd have won the money and there'd been a happy ever oh, after. I, that, I, I don't think that's
0: necessarily true, but uh, I would add that there is a little little coda in which Pete the dog appears at the very end, and it looks like he he's part of the the new newly united household as well, because they obviously knew that people get.
1: Completely invested in that dog. In the, I did, and I'm a cat person. And I feel that we should um, go back to the piano. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the involvement but, oh, of the piano. Yeah, okay. How I actually ended up finding well, I'll the allow course. you
0: to explain or, everything about the piano. Yeah, her, her
1: parents had a piano that she used to play, and um, her, when her sisters moving out, they put the piano outside on the pavement to be collected by whoever for free. Yeah, just take, take this take piano away. Sort of and um, when Wendy goes back to the house at the end she plays the piano to get her sister's attention it's, from outside. It's, it's very
0: sweet. Nice sequence. Yeah. I, I did think that it was a good job this is California and not Coventry otherwise that piano would have been rained on rather a lot Yeah, during
1: that period. Well it's out of tune anyway but not right. um, I'm glad you liked this one. I liked this, it. I, I'm i worried that we've been in 1984 with these films for God knows how long. No
0: I, I, I really I'd recommend this movie most highly to anybody because you get so caught up in the characters. I was really like i was so upset on her behalf and worried about what would happen to her and the dog uh, and as i say, i'm not even a dog person so it's a terrific film a completely unknown very unusual choice from my friend who is much more into you know as mentioned earlier lesbian cannibal movies
1: i'm not sure that's true okay. I, I think okay. you're finding as we go on that that's not true
0: <laughs> no and i must say that it's uh, very dismaying to have to abandon the stereotypical
1: view of you but so this is well, yeah. But I know which film we're doing next. But we'll yeah, worry yeah. About
0: that later. so anyway, this is a terrific movie. We got a, but we've got two other very different ones to talk about. But you will simply find those by listening. Do we, should we mention the other ones that we were doing in this batch? No, 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 no.
1: We, we we've done it before elsewhere. We've, we've okay. got a little teaser thingy. But um, oh, because we don't know which you order can we're identify
0: which uh, which other ones were in this batch in case you're interested in that. We by can. because they're going to be identified
1: by being animal, part well, of the animal yes. trilogy, and this was the dog. The dog yeah. movie and the animal. This trilogy. was probably the lesser animal film. It's not, I wouldn't, if I was going to make a list of animal films, this wouldn't be in the top 40. But. I will wait till you get to the third <laughs> animal in our
0: animal film trilogy. Anyway, this, yes. so this was great. Thank you for introducing me to it. This has been a podcast by Matt West and myself, Andrew Cartmell. And very importantly, big shout out to Joe Kramer, who did the fantastic theme music, which you heard at the beginning.